The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. You're listening to Very Loose Women. So you've just heard Club Integral, and now you're listening to Very Loose Women on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Emma, and sadly we've got no Leo today, but we're really excited because we do have a special guest, live looper, musician and sound artist, Zana, on the show. Hi Zana, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I've kind of been watching some of your videos and listening to your music, and it seems quite innovative and, I guess, experimental. Um, And I was wondering, what was the first song that we both heard that really amazed us, that we really thought, like, that's unusual, what is that? For me, it it was uh, Prodigy Firestar. Imagine this, I'm 12 years old, I'm living with my Christian grandmother at the time and there's this guy in an empty tunnel screaming with devilish horns <laughs> and that he likes to burn things, um, he's really angry and for me it was just like the drums, like the intensity of it and I'd, I'd never seen anything like that in my life um, and I mean Keith Flint, like, doesn't he doesn't represent anything about me on a physical level but it was more like what the music did to, did to me in that moment. I, I was just in shock and and I was just enthralled by it since then. And then I saw Maxim and Breathe and stuff. And I think his ability to create new worlds kind of reminded me of the same way like Missy Elliott did that in that when she released I Can't Stand the Rain, she made herself bigger than that. She was like, no, I'm a fat, black, dark-skinned woman. I want to make myself bigger than this. I'm going to put myself in a huge plastic black costume and I'm going to be in some different world and I'm just going to celebrate myself so I really felt like when I heard Firestar it was like yeah I'm angry I don't know why I'm angry I'm 12 but I am angry I do think that like <laughs> there was like a nation of 12 year olds going like yeah I relate to the song I wanted to ask actually how did your gran respond to that then how did she feel about that hit? she did not respond well <laughs> You surprised me. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. No, she did not respond well. She uh, she was saying that I should stop listening to devil music, which actually just made me want to listen to it even more, of course. <laughs> and I dragged my mum uh, to HMV to buy Fat of the Land because obviously they had parental advisor stickers on it, so I wasn't allowed to buy it. And my mum saw a crab on it, so she thought, oh, it, oh, it's about the beach and it's kind of like, <laughs> it's not so bad, not knowing that it had songs like breathe smack my bitch up and all these things on it and I was just it was the CD that I was listening to like non-stop all the time I was thinking the first song that I remember hearing and just thinking like what is this by White Town do you know the song I mean you're women but I remember just yeah really loving that song and really finding it confusing and being like is he a man but what's this like I just really was like baffled by it and also like kind of the repetition the really kind of spooky vibe I think um, but I, I read about it quite recently also because I feel like it sounds like it could have come out like at any time like that song could have come out like this year or like 30 years ago so I kind of looked into it a bit to think like what was he actually writing about and he says the themes of the song include being a member of an orthodox Trotskyist or Marxist movement being a straight guy in love with a lesbian being a gay guy in love with a straight man being a straight girl in love with a lying two-timing fake arse Marxist 
the hypocrisy that results when love and lust get mixed up with hybrid ideals which is probably what we were all thinking when we listened to that song yeah right <laughs> I got all those themes <laughs> yeah very clear about the themes then <laughs> he does, yeah he does talk about Marxism in the song I guess but I don't know that was, it's, yeah it was just very odd and I remember being really like this is a wild song what kind of music did you have in your house growing up then of course like I, I had reggae music from my mum and dad but I, I also I have six brothers so I got a mix of like dub and junk a lot of jungle and drum and bass um and it's it's actually quite broad because i would say i also like artists like yellow magic orchestra they're a japanese band from the 70s they're amazing like they they blend gaming sounds and so many different analog synthesizers together and i i think part of the reason why i like them is that they're really quite funny and whimsical with their productions as well and it's just amazing to listen to their work and it's um it's like moondog as well has this moondog's really great because he's he's dead now but imagine there was this blind man who would walk around dressed like i think it was a nordic norse god or something like that with horns but and people would just like take pictures of him and not think of him as like anything but a quirky guy but he would make his own instruments and compose his own like classical pieces and his stuff is really cool but um, yeah, he's also, I would say, one of the people that I really think influences how I how I think about producing music. And I'm also a really huge funk fan. So I think funk at its core it focuses on space and futurism. And I really like that because it's the idea of black people in the future. And especially in the time when funk was like at its at its height is where like racism and structural oppression were forcing like minority communities into extreme poverty and I think funk really like Parliament, Funkadelic, Betty Davis, um, like all of these like different bands were able to imagine these worlds and imagine um, black people, the black community in roles that weren't just subjugated like could be anything you wanted and the music reflected that and I think I took different influences from that but it's also from watching a lot of black and white films from like before the, the 50s with uh, the focus around like jazz musicians like Fats Waller and Billie Holiday and Cab Calloway the way he commands his orchestra and the way like he plays with his voice and he plays with words it's just really amazing to watch so I take a lot of different influences from those genres and also like Detroit techno I really <laughs> really enjoyed Detroit techno because it just like Drexia for me was one of the ma most amazing duos out there because they blended history with music making in such a in a really great way in that they took the concept of these pregnant slave mothers who um, were thrown off of the ship and their babies developed like these aquatic abilities. So there's a civilization of people living under the ocean. So it makes the European transatlantic slave trade look as less like a graveyard and more like there's life there. There's like a possibility there. And they did that without words. So I think there's definitely powerful elements in techno music that I really, really respect. And it sounds like all those kind of different sorts of music are like telling a story. Yeah. So what kind of story do you think you're trying to tell with your music? I think at the moment I'm really interested in the idea of archives and who controls archives and who controls narratives. 
And so for me, like right now, I'm trying to develop a project that's about animating the archive and how certain connections with history have been like severed through different processes. And I'm trying to think of ways in which you can go back to that history because there's a really there's a really nice saying in Ghana it says Sankofa it's like you go back and you go and get it and I think that's with everything like you're looking at the past in order to go forward so I really like the idea of looking at different ways of archiving yourself and through my music like mold all these different styles styles but I'm also imagining what a future sound might be like the future sound of when the archive is in control of the ones that have usually haven't had a voice what does that sound like so my aim is to imagine myself like in a multi-universe of like loads of different beings and I think a part of that is also because I'm I'm a massive like Star Trek fan (laughs) and sci-fi fiction is like a big thing for me um so like reading books by Octavia Butler and Samuel Delaney just looking at different ways in which space and how we see ourselves like we see ourselves as like the best and the the only thing out there in the universe. And I think space kind of gives you this perspective that, no, you are very small and insignificant, but there are so many ways to look at how you take up space and how you interact with the world around you and the people around you. Um, do you think we could maybe listen to some of your music? Now? Yeah, definitely. Thank you. 
relate to that. Um, so I don't know if we can maybe just talk a bit about your process of making music and the kit that you use. I use a RC505, um, which is really good for people who are like singers and beatboxers. I really like it because it's kind of my baby now at this point. It's like, it's the thing that is really gives me the freedom to be able to just try out so many different sounds and just be as weird as I wanted to. So I basically work with like these five different channels and these different settings that allow me to change my voice. Can I just also ask, so everything that we just heard there, that's all your voice? Yeah, that's right? all my voice. I can make um like a bassy sound. I can make a bassy sound like this and make it sound really deep. And yeah, it's really cool because you can do it with kids and they just giggle. Um, like I'm doing right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you can make it really high like this. And you can just play around. And you can pan your voice so it travels around and echo. You can do lots of different things with it. And I started with this because I didn't really play an instrument and I thought well I do have an instrument and which is my voice so and I'm always like making lots of different like um characters and like changing my voice in lots of different ways without it so what would I do with it I also really love telling stories and and telling stories on the fly so I got into when I when I first started actually didn't have I wasn't looping at all I just started um telling like different stories and freestyling and the first time I did it um I like I wrote on a piece of paper and then I practiced and then I delivered it but then I didn't expect that people would ask me to do another one <laughs> so I was like uh okay then um so then I just asked people to just in the audience to just give me words and it went from there basically so the first like one I did was about a feminist penguin, which was really fun. I really liked doing that, so I kept doing that, just freestyling and asking people to to participate more in the performance for it to be more interactive so it isn't so like me just singing at you. When the story is developing, we're coming together and you're seeing how you've helped shape that story. I think that's um, representative of like how we're living actually. It's like you're not you're not alone. Everything of you is like influenced by the people around you. For me, it's really nice to see people get really excited. Like, oh my gosh, that was my word. Yay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of really interested in the idea of you kind of creating an improvised sort of performance and feeding off the crowd. Are you ever scared at a point that you just don't know where to go next? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the, the challenge of it, though. I really like that. Like, I can feel the adrenaline of I don't actually know how long I'm going to freestyle for. So I just make up the beat. And if I'm really feeling it, then I can just I can go for ages. Like when I'm feeling it, then I'm really I really just go with it. And other times if I'm like, uh but I don't go uh through this, I'm just like, mm, it seems like I'm a little bit stuck. And even though the lyrics seem a little bit rough, I need you to keep turning, turning me to a word. Come on everybody shout, help me. And then people will be like shouting out words, Grandma, <laughs> peanut butter. 
oppression. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting one, the three of those together. <laughs> I actually have done that before, yeah, yeah. And it was about a grandmother who was telling me not to be ageist because her sexual liberation isn't tied to her age. Like, Where are the peanut butter coming? <laughs> no, I don't ask. <laughs> no, no, the peanut butter came into like, I was coming to make a sandwich and I heard something upstairs and I walked in and then we sat down and had a conversation. It was all very liberating. That's a great moment to maybe have a bit more music from you, if that's all right. Yeah, sure. Let's see. I think I'm going to try something different. Pacific. 
and he was walking in the middle of the field seeing what the corn that she cropped would yield and Hades came running he came running out the bush he was telling her that he wanted to have the cush cushion he wanted to press himself against her but she realized that he wouldn't keep his word cause he took her down under he took her down deep he didn't believe that she wanted to be free so then Persephone don't eat the fruit but Persephone was still in still in her youth 12 seeds she wasn't supposed to eat but she did and here she living with Hades oh she's a kid and now Persephone's down there how she have it is cause she ate that pomegranate and don't judge her cause she's a young youth cause she didn't realize that she shouldn't eat the fruit now stay light stay light stay On my outside, my inside, it feels like I'm living in this depression. I'm living in this recession. Yes, I realize I'm living in the sense of desperation. Yes, can I say also frustration? It feels like I'm hard on the outside. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going wrong. If I try to stay apart, if I try to stay together, I don't know what was happening to my brothers and my sisters, mother, fathers, to all the people that. I'm finding it harder I can't pay for anything Not even your bills Like trying to push many melons up a hill Stay light Stay light Stay light Stay light Now, now I don't blame you That you seem to smoke a little bit A little bit in your youth when times get hard, when you feel like you're picking up the pieces of a broken heart Now, what does Curtis Mayfield say? I'm your mother, your father, your daddy, your dealer, baby When things seem to be getting wrong And you can't even listen to your favourite song Just look out the window when the sun doesn't shine I know you need to realise you got time I know it seems hard that you can't get up off the floor But I'm telling you you just walk to that door see outside you got people that you can love you got people that can give you time give it up now just realize and see that you don't have to live this life live it on your knees stay light stay light stay Thank you. <laughs> Very fruit based. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I think a few people in the studio are hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Can you maybe just tell us about any gigs and things that you have coming up? Here today, here tomorrow, which is happening on the 30th of October. And this is an initiative I started earlier on in the year, which is about um, basically creating a space for black, queer, trans experience, no label wearing, non-binary people to come and celebrate in themselves for us to also create a space to buy from independent business owners to create workshops to talk about things that are really important but often kind of not considered newsworthy or even acknowledged actually in our respective communities so that particular event I created because I wanted to go to something that I could also have fun I could eat a lot of food as well and was also kid friendly at its core community driven and it's also about like us creating our own structures and and do you have like a website or anything yes want to get in touch with you it's xa-na.com zana do you consider yourself maybe part of a scene? In the past, I've tried to fit in and I just left feeling exhausted and feeling that I didn't have a space that kind of um, just allowed me to be me. So now I'm just content to just be myself and not be like having to declare a scene. Actually, I like having being able to be in different places and maybe identify as well as as different things so and that means I get to collaborate with who I like who inspires me and just make my work actually and not have to make my work to fit a particular scene. Just talked about kind of collaborating with different people and I think you've collaborated with one of our former guests Kyoko. Yeah. Can you tell us about maybe your collaboration with her? We struck up this friendship. She's just amazing to be around. Her motto is basically just do it, do it. That is how she sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, she's just like, if you want to make something happen, do it. I love that because I was always, whenever she said it, I was always saying, no, it's not that simple. I have to do this. And actually, I could just do it. I could actually just do it. And she's just one of those people I really respect as a musician as well. She tries, she's so willing to try so many different things, always open to collaborating with so many different people and really talented this year before she went to LA we went to Croatia and we did kind of like a mini tour and it was great to see how well we work when we're when we're collaborating that the ideas that we come up with because I think both of us have been frustrated with our own individual pursuits and like the, I think most people get to that point and especially that musicians are oh, my music it's not good enough and I have to keep going back and checking everything and it comes to a point where you're just like I'm also not making anything actually and it becomes really frustrating and having Kyoko in my life has been really great because she's just like just sit down with the machine and just do it she's great I saw that you um, recently went to Ghana how did that trip come about and what were you doing there? Amar who is uh, a curator and she a writer and she's also she organizes lots of different things like Batty Mama for example she was telling me that um I should go to Ghana and maybe I would be interested in like seeing lots of different music and she knows of the school and stuff like that maybe I'd want to be involved and so like they accepted me as um artist in residence and it was amazing because the kids all had different levels of abilities like some had autism ADHD severe physical disabilities but every single one of them responded to the looper just hearing their voice back and for me it didn't matter about any more about because I thought oh yeah we're gonna make a song and teach them how to do this and stuff like that 
literally we spent most of the time going through the different settings and getting them to make noises and we end up we ended up making music actually and it was so great just to see like some of their faces just be like oh my god that's my voice that's my (laughs) voice and it was really wonderful for me as well because I I was learning so much about the different ways of approaching music and the different ways of like how you can actually make sound and I also brought my recorder with me so I showed them how to use it and then they went out they did interviews of the people like in the market and stuff Mm -hmm. like that for me it also like took me into a place where I I was like I want to challenge myself more definitely and maybe come away from machine and like look into recording different types of instruments that I picked up in Ghana it was just an amazing experience and I definitely want to go back. It seems like a very democratic instrument because I guess you don't have to necessarily have certain physical skills. Exactly, it's accessible. I think the only thing is like the timing, obviously counting measures and stuff like that, but if your intention is really to just make sound and make it weird and just experiment as much as possible, which is what the kids were doing, <laughs> then it was perfect. Do you, would you describe your work as political? It's political because of who I am, because of what I represent. It's particularly in this country, it's very hard not to be political or have some kind of um, resistant intention inside of you when you're of the minority or you're, you take up space in a group that is often the target of certain policies. And it's hard for me to just check out and be like, no, I don't want to be political because it isn't a choice. Like, people are resisting all the time. Whether or not they call themselves political, that's a different thing. But they are resisting all the time. My work for me always has a political edge to it because it's about... It's just a part of the fabric of who I am. I can't not be political or resistant to it. I can't I can't accept the way things are if I refuse to. That's part of the reason why I really love to sing because I want to take up space. I want to disrupt that feeling that it's okay that the same people get to talk for everybody else. It's okay that the same people get to have the space. That's It's not okay for me. So whenever I get the chance to, then I will, I will take up space. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, I think that's an integral part of, of, of who I am, is just to resist, to resist, to resist. Thank you so much for coming on. Follow us on at VLW Radio. Thank you so much, Anna, for coming in. Thank, Thank you, you for your music. Goodbye, listeners. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at resonancefm.com.